Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. Welcome to episode 40 of the One for the Money podcast. I am very grateful you have taken the time to listen. This episode, like episode 39, is focused on finances and your children. In episode 39, the focus was on the financial literacy lessons you can teach your children and why their lives could be significantly better if they followed the principles taught. In this episode, the focus is on how you can invest for and on behalf of your children. Last episode was about the kids who are a few years away from being adults. This episode is about investing for kids that could be just a few years old. In the tips, tricks, and strategies portion, I will share how a recently passed law made 529s even more valuable. Thank you for listening. Now on with the show. In episode 13 of this podcast, I shared thoughts from a personal finance book entitled The Psychology of Money, written by Morgan Housel, who was a former writer at The Motley Fool and The Wall Street Journal. In the book, Mr. Housel shares the idea that intelligence isn't what makes someone good with money. Rather, behaviors are what play the most significant role. It's a great book, and if you want a succinct summary, you can listen to episode 13 of this podcast. I'll include a link to it in the show notes. In that book, he shared one of the better quotes I've heard when it comes to investing, which is this, if you want to improve your investment return, you should lengthen your time horizon. This quote captures the reasons as to why time is so crucial when it comes to investing. The first reason is that money invested in the stock market should always be for the long term, as there is too much risk over the short term, but there can be massive rewards over the long term. The second reason why time is so important is because of compound interest, because time is the one factor that has an exponential effect on your returns because it's literally the exponent in the compound interest formula. Your results are to the power of T, as in time. All other factors being equal, time has by far the greatest impact. Well, back to Mr. Housel's quote, if you want to improve your investment returns, expand your time horizon. And while we may be able to extend our time horizons further through diet and exercise, but who wants to do that? That doesn't sound super fun. What if we could go back in time and start investing earlier? Well, sadly, that's not an option because my time machine, like everyone else's, is not functioning. But just maybe the next best thing is to have our children start investing way earlier than we did. It could literally and figuratively be the golden rule, doing unto others what we wished was done for ourselves. Just imagine if your parents invested in the stock market when you were still in diapers. You'd be living a pampered life right now. Now let's go over a few different ways for us to invest on behalf of our children. First option is an UTMA account. What exactly is a UTMA account? As is my custom, let's see what the ever so helpful Investopedia has to say. The term Uniform Transfers to Minors Act, also known as an UTMA, refers to a law that allows a minor to receive gifts without 
the aid of a guardian or a trustee. Gifts can include money, patents, royalties, real estate, and fine art. There isn't a tax break for contribution to an UTMA as the funds are given after tax. Let me add some commentary to Investopedia's definition. It states without a guardian or trustee, meaning it can be given directly to children and doesn't have to be given to their parents or their guardian or their trustee. Now, in almost all the cases, these are set up by the parents to give assets to their children, but there are some minors who have a guardian or a trustee instead. I think Bruce Wayne would be an example of one. Now, that doesn't mean that these children or minors can spend the money whichever way they want upon receiving the gift. Instead, they have to wait until they come of age. I couldn't imagine what my eight-year-old Quentin would do with a lump sum of cash. Uh, Actually, I do. He'd buy his own iPad and play Minecraft during the weekdays as he's only allowed to play on the weekends. Plus, he'd be buying lots of toys off of Amazon. What Utmas are really for is for transferring things of value directly to their children before they come of age. But that doesn't mean these things of value, money, patents, royalties, real estate, fine art, just sit there. Quite the opposite, really, as a custodian is in place who monitors it for them. Now, quite often, the custodian of an Atma is the very same parent or grandparent or rich uncle, looking at you, Uncle Scrooge, that gave them the gifts in the first place. It should be noted that once transferred to the child, it's theirs for life. No takebacks. Now, you may have heard of an Ugma as well. These are the OG of Utma accounts in a way, and the Utma law is just an extension of the Uniform Gift to Minors Act in that it expanded the types of assets that you could give. Now, the Ugma contains only financial products such as stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, whereas the Utma can have financial assets and physical assets such as real estate, jewelry, and fine art. So they're really an extension of the original law. Utma is allowing for physical properties. Ugma is for the original stocks, bonds, etc. Now, the key thing to remember is that once the child comes of age and is no longer a minor, they no longer need a custodian and can choose to spend the money whichever way they like. The year they become of legal age is based on the rules of their state of residence, typically 18 or 21 years of age. But each state has the option to adopt and amend the UTMA for their own residence. For example, Florida passed a law in 2015 that allows any property to be held by the UTMA until the minor is 25 if desired. So how much can be given per year to an UTMA without taxable consequences for the giver? Well, $17,000 per year in 2023. Now, the minor's social security number is used for tax reporting purposes on the UTMA accounts. Because assets held in the UTMA account are owned by the minor, This may have a negative impact when the minor applies for financial aid for scholarships. One thing to note is that any earnings that are generated within an UTMA are taxed at the kitty tax rate by the IRS up to the allotted threshold of $2,200. Earnings after that are taxed at the adult donor's marginal tax rate. And that's so adults can't transfer assets and have it taxed at their children's rates. Ultimately, an Atma or an Ugma provides a way to transfer property to a minor without the need of a formal trust, which is usually required for those who are not of legal age. Atmas and Ugmas are often a tool of the wealthy, 
But there is no reason why others with extra money who are on track for their own retirement wouldn't want to consider them. What are a few other ways to invest for and on behalf of our kids? The other type of investment you can set up for your kids is what I call a kid Roth. I spoke about these extensively in episode six and most recently in episode 36 as a strategy for business owners to help their kids get a jumpstart on retirement. Now, in order to contribute to a kid Roth, your child needs to have earned income. But if your child can contribute at an early enough age, you just lengthened your child's time horizon by a massive amount, giving them the gift of decades more time for their investments to compound. Let me just demonstrate the tremendous power of an extra few decades. We have three boys, and my oldest son, Lucas, turned 15 this year. He's working for me in my business a little right now, and our plan is for him to start working even more in the next year or so in another job. I'd love for him to get a job at In-N-Out or Chick-fil-A. Let's say he gets a job and is able to earn and invest $5,000 from his first year into a Roth IRA. How much could it grow to in retirement? Well, if Lucas earns an average annual rate of return of 10% on that initial $5,000, by the time he turns 65, his just one-time contribution of $5,000, nothing else was invested, just $5,000 at age 15, it will have grown to over $645,000. Now, if he contributed $5,000 each year for two additional years, he would have $1.459 million saved for retirement, and it would all be tax-free. With retirement accounts, you always have to pay income taxes once. And of course, you always want to pay them when it's to your advantage, not the government's. This is a captain obvious type of comment, but it's always to your advantage to pay taxes when your income tax rates are the lowest. And when you are a kid, they could be as low as zero because they earned less than the standard deduction. Therefore, if your kid earns 6500 in 2023, they could contribute the entire amount to a Roth and pay $0 in federal income taxes. And that's not the best part. Because it's a Roth, he or she will never have to pay taxes again on these dollars or their earnings. A final way to invest for and behalf of our children is via a college savings account, also known as a 529. Now, total student loan debt in the U.S. of A. right now is $1.7 trillion. Yes, I said trillion. In fact, student loan debt is the second highest consumer debt category behind mortgage debt. That means Americans have more amounts of debt via student loans than both credit cards and auto loans. How could it be so high? Think government intentions and the law of unintended consequences, which created a transfer of wealth from young adults to the intellectual class, notably professors and administrators. Well, 529s are a way for you to combat that. And each month I save for our three boys and for their future college expenses in 529 accounts. And I help my clients do the same. Just what are these 529 accounts? Well, 529s are investment vehicles to help you pay for college. You invest your after-tax money and don't pay taxes during the growth period. Another word for that is tax-deferred. You also don't pay taxes when you withdraw the money to pay for qualifying college expenses. For example, tuition, fees, books, computers, even room and board in certain instances. Now, 529s are more phenomenal than they initially appear. 
While the general strategy of a 529 seems straightforward, there is much more than meets the eye when it comes to what you can do with them. I attended a presentation from a gentleman that worked on the draft legislation, and the lead senator told him that 529s would be the most powerful wealth transfer vehicle available to the American public. And here are five rather fascinating facts that feature why 529s are so powerful. The first reason, I call it help yourself. You can name anyone as a beneficiary, a relative, a friend, even yourself. Maybe in retirement, you have a goal to go back to college. You can start saving now to have tax-free funds to help offset that cost. Most people invest in 529s to help offset the cost of college for their kids or grandkids, which is also a great strategy. My second reason is embracing change. What if you or your child or your grandchild doesn't go to college? Well, you can change the beneficiary of a 529 at any time to another person. You could change it to yourself, another child, a grandchild, a niece, or a nephew. The third reason why 529s are so great is what I call back to the future. You can save now for future yet-to-be-born beneficiaries. The principle is pretty simple when you combine facts one and two. You can open a 529 and name yourself as the beneficiary. That's fact one. In the future, you can then change the beneficiary to someone else. That's fact two. Therefore, parents and grandparents can start saving now for their heirs they will have in the future. This increased amount of time allows you to potentially realize more of the benefits of compound growth. It is really the investment times interest to the exponent of time. I also call 529s timeless. With most 529s, there are no required minimum distributions. This means money can be left to compound for multiple generations. You can't do this with non-retirement or retirement accounts, which have to be distributed at a certain age or at death. If your kids don't use all of the money, you can let it grow for another few decades until the next generation needs it. This can create a significant educational legacy. Now, the final way that I describe why 529s are so powerful is that they're stacked. The annual gift exclusion in 2023 is $17,000 per taxpayer. For married couples, it's $34,000. There are no tax consequences to either party for gifts of this value. However, only with 529s, you are permitted to stack five years worth of such gift contributions into a single year. An individual can contribute up to $85,000 and a married couple could contribute up to $170,000 per beneficiary. Grandparents with 10 children could remove up to $1.7 million from their estate in just one year. I'll conclude with this. We all want what's best for our children and we want them to have a better life than we did. It's the remarkable selflessness of parenting. Investing for them via Utmas, Kid Roths, and 529s are a great way to help them get decades more growth. Well, thank you again for listening. I hope you found this helpful. Now on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast, where I'll discuss an incredible new feature of 529 accounts. Welcome to today's tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast, where I will share a tip on how 529s can turn into a Roth IRA for your kids. Just over three years ago, in December of 2019, Congress passed into law the Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act, 
known as the SECURE Act for short. Congress really loves their acronyms when it comes to naming new laws. In December of 2022, just six or seven months ago, they passed the SECURE Act 2.0. What was huge about SECURE 2.0 is that it made it possible to transfer funds from a college savings account, also known as a 529, to a Roth IRA for your beneficiary. You can start doing this in 2024, but there are a number of conditions that must be satisfied for the transfer to be valid and that limit the ability to take advantage or abuse the provision. The conditions include the following. The Roth IRA receiving the funds must be in the name of the beneficiary of the 529 plan. The 529 plan must have been maintained for at least 15 years or longer. Any contributions to the 529 plan within the last five years and the earnings on those contributions are ineligible to be moved to a Roth IRA. And the annual limit for how much can be moved from a 529 plan to a Roth IRA is the IRA contribution limit for the year, less any regular traditional IRA or Roth IRA contributions that are made for that year. In other words, no doubling up on funds from outside the 529 plan. And the maximum amount that can be moved from a 529 plan to a Roth IRA during an individual's lifetime is $35,000. Now, for higher net worth families, this new strategy could be used to prime the retirement pump for children, grandchildren, and other loved ones. For example, at the time a child is born, a meaningful contribution could be made to a 529 plan for their benefit, that stacked contribution that I talked about. Later, after the child turns 16 and the account has been in existence for over 15 years, the account's funds could begin being moved to a Roth IRA for the child's benefit in the amount of the maximum IRA contribution each year. Although notably, the transfer rules require that the child have compensation, such as from a summer or part-time job, in order to make the transfer, such as would be required for them to make a regular Roth IRA contribution. Now, with proper planning and continued annual transfers until the $35,000 lifetime transfer limit is reached, the child's Roth IRA balance at age 65 could easily approach or even exceed $1 million really powerful stuff. Well, thank you again for taking the time to listen. I hope you found this helpful. And remember, a better life is the result of better planning. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal, Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.